We want to welcome everyone back to BNB Presents the Black Media Podcast. And we got a good episode for everyone tonight. We're discussing Please, a new movie on Tubi. But before we get into all that, I want to introduce everyone. My name is Ben, and right in front of me, who do I have? What up, though, y'all? It's your girl, Betty, 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 y'all. It is beginning to look a lot like Christmas. It's feeling like Christmas with no snow. It is feeling like... (laughs) I know we're supposed to be talking about this movie, but let me tell y'all, I was like in the process of going to a store with my kids to find Christmas pajamas. And y'all know them things be high. Do they? And yes, they be expensive. And as I am perusing through my memory bank, I started running bills in the back of my head. And all of a sudden, Christmas was seeming like a faint memory (laughs) because that that real life hit me real quick. I couldn't even be, uh, couldn't even enjoy the the uh, joy of Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I said, "God damn, they just stole my joy already." <laughs> but anywho, uh, let's get into this new hot Dennis Reed Homestead production. Yeah, so the movie we watched was called Please. Uh, it actually was written and stars Sarah. Uh, Sarah called China Evolve, and it is about a woman who has a history of abuse and mistreatment by men and all that those years of abuse mistreatment boils into anger and she kind of becomes like a serial killer who has like a cult-like following in the Tubi groups so a lot of women was fun this movie what you think about it Betty so what I will say is that I I think I enjoyed the film overall Mm -hmm. there were and we can get into you know I hate to do this yeah (laughs) I hate to do this because you know sometimes I'd be like "Mm." but the overall picture was good I agree with that but when she was like um in that scene the the first uh time when she caught her husband and she was on that phone and she was going crazy I said China must have channeled some of her baby daddy drama baby because I felt every moment of that anger that she was uh, possessing at that time. I was like, yes, China. She channeled that. She definitely was giving crazy. But the thing about it was, um, I, I don't think she was crazy. Like, it, it come to a certain point, like, she was really trying to give her all to this husband. Like, she loved him. And she was, like, trying to do everything to make him happy. And he played her for years. That was a that, bit much. That was a bit much. China comes up with these interesting concepts, so I definitely dug it. Even this one is a newer one, but I was kind of going through her writing credits. And she always does these interesting concepts that I think can easily be stolen by Hollywood and turn into some other Ben Affleck type, white woman type film. It takes on a whole new uh, avenue, but she did a great job with the actor. Uh, some of the, the uh, what do you call it, the dialogue was kind of corny. And talking about the nuances, I don't understand why everybody was so iced up at the laundromat. Oh my God. Like everybody had, but the thing about the ice situation for me, first of all, China was getting bread. Like she driving a Range Rover. She got a fat ass crib. Oh, maybe she was at the laundromat. Yeah. Oh, maybe she was at the laundromat because she had all them bodies in her basement and she couldn't wash clothes. So that, that, that's a good point to bring up, but she had a fat ass crib. Um, 
Her basement was raggedy as hell for that house to be so nice, but whatever. Welcome to the um, <laughs> But you made an interesting point. Like she owned like a jewelry store and these were like 10 plus carat uh, necklaces and, and they was getting this shit shipped to them through uh, USPS. <laughs> I was like, did they just take this shit out of a parcel box? Like, is this... So they don't have a carrier for diamonds? Like this... I'm not in the diamond business, but I'm almost certain that when you have tens of thousands of dollars worth of diamonds, you ain't shipping them bitches uh, priority shipping uh, for ninety five well, uh, with USPS. They Am I wrong? Somehow. I mean, they got to come somehow. Uh, there's no diamond shipper. I think they come like that to be discreet because you don't know what it is. Because I think if you if you rob a mail truck, quote unquote, or UPS or whatever, unless you know the address, you don't know what's in the box. You just see. I don't think that anybody who is transporting tens of thousands of dollars worth of diamonds or hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of diamonds is coming in uh, uh, a fucking uh, regular regular parcel box for 50 cents. Like, I, I don't think that's happening. I think they have um, insured, bonded uh, delivery services. They handle stuff like that. I'm almost certain. I don't know. I think it just comes in, in boxes. Uh, I was just I'm gonna ask somebody. Yeah, I'm gonna ask because I just think it's uh, yeah. I, I don't know. That's a good question. I because I've been to like the mall and you see like the UPS man back in the day just delivering boxes to champs and delivering boxes to whatever. So maybe that's how they come. I don't know about USPS, dude, but it is some. I don't think it's some elite shipping service I'm, I'm sure it's some it's something that some kind of way that they transport that stuff that ain't uh just on mail carrier to 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 be bopping and bops bopping down the street with that damn box like i'm pretty sure somebody got a sign for these boxes like i don't think it's that simple but like even when he shipped her that diamond necklace that she i'll, I'll go ahead and say this this was just something that i was thoroughly confused about i don't have much experience with purchasing tens of thousands of dollars worth of diamonds so i'm going to probably say i'm going to do my research on that and come back to the audience and our listeners so that we could uh further examine this point but i'd never want to be the person who'll be like picking apart every little minor minute thing in the movie because i know that um you know some things get lost right i don't understand why the why this God that shot the guy. Why did he kill him anyway? You talking about the dad? Yeah, why did he kill that guy? Uh I think because he was uh he would have told on everybody if he would have lived. But they already know China did because he told on her. He told on China. He re- he he called it the the homicide in and said that his daughter committed the homicide. Yeah, I think it's but I think it's one thing when you got a call in, but it's one thing when you got like a victim witness. Somebody could be like, Betty shot me then once he investigates. Like, oh, that ain't true. But if it's the actual victim with a with a missing penis, it's like this person did it, then I think. Yeah, I don't know. That part was a little confusing for me. And then uh, another thing that was confusing to me is I, and this is one of them things where you be over analyzing movies, but why why would they um why, like, she ain't had no money. Like, how she was gonna be on the run like that? Like, she was just out here thinking she just changed her hair color and she back in the club <laughs> with ice on. 
First like, of all, did she have money stashed? I mean, I'm pretty I don't sure know. she had. I mean, I'm pretty sure she did. That wasn't the unbelievable part. My unbelievable part for me was, uh, uh, you are an Asian woman at the comfort zone with a different wig on. We know who you are. That's <laughs> like, what I'm saying. That's what I'm not comfortable. I, even... I think you Asian yourself with that bitch. No, that's what that's what the place they were at. They were at the comfort. Oh, zone. that was the name of the place. I was yeah. like, did you Asian yourself? No, that's not um, it. she was still yeah. in Detroit. Yeah, it wasn't like she. Oh was my god! Club. I thought she like left for le- like left the state, so she was still beat bopping around town in Detroit. This is what I'm confused about. Yeah, that would that'd be like the only thing I wanted to see her like take the show on the road and become like a cross country serial killer. Maybe that's gonna come in part two. Somebody I was talking to on Facebook was like, "Well, maybe she's gonna recruit the other girl and they're gonna go out together." I'm like, "Would well, that be a good part too?" If her that another... girl was doing a little bit much for somebody who was getting their ass beat at the at the uh, laundry <laughs> man. <laughs> And, and like you said, why he had on so much ice in that laundry <laughs> man? It was just too much going on. Shout out to Giannis Jeweler, uh, I think out of Roseville, whose store they sh- shot the, the film out of. Who also, I think that guy was in the movie Predator too. Not Predator. what's crazy about that is I was just at that store today, like well, not purchasing anything, but I was in like that area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, just today. Shout out to him. I, I think um, I, I definitely think that they did a good job. Is you know we talk about this. Every time we find a, a different kind of film, Dennis Reed mm-hmm. is going to come with the thrillers. I think this was classified as a thriller. Yeah, and I think that um, I think that we're we're constantly doing better with storytelling and evolving. And I know that I know that over time, you know, it's just going to keep getting better and better. So mm-hmm. I just really am happy about the progression, the elevation of the stories, the elevation of the acting mm-hmm. and I'm just excited about, you know, what we had to come. I'm going to put it to you like this. Some people might be like, oh, this is corny. But from just the people I know on my timeline that have watched it, they were like, the women were like really into it. This is almost like a waiting to exhale type suppressed women motion that, like, that's what I said. This is like, she could get a cult following. She did a part two because women were really feeling it. I mean, yeah, because women was really feeling this film. But like, but here's okay. So let's just go into like that. Like, like you said, people were saying it's corny, but there was a lot of like things happening. Like she was sexually abused as a yeah. child. You know what I'm saying? That played into her mental, and then we we find out that she ended up killing her abductor. You know, oh, then yeah. so it's a little bit more than just a woman scorned. And oh, yeah. then she turned in to kind of like um, avenging the little girl's um, abuse that she received. So it wasn't like just kind of like senseless, even though oh, yeah, yeah. it seems oh, no. like her. It seems like the the extreme, you know, was going down. Like it was her her husband that cheated on her, had the baby, had the woman, blah 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 right. blah. Then it was the guy that she was really feeling. She you know thought she had found the one, treating her real good. He had a wife and several other women. Mm-hmm. Then it was that guy who. Um, who was hurt with her friend. Yeah, I didn't understand that because he was very upfront about his actions. Yeah, he just I, I, I felt like that that <laughs> particular one, I was like, okay, now you may be doing a little bit much. Like I felt like <laughs> I felt like like her pattern was progressively getting worse. Like kind of like this was kind of senseless. Like you don't have to do that. But I think her mind was just like Go anybody on. who played me, I'm I'm you know, I'm going for him. And then that guy at the laundry man, like as soon as he was talking to his girl crazy. It was like, okay, I got something for you down in this basement. And so that, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm, I I think her character with the abuse 
with the mistreatment by men sparked something on Facebook where a lot of women was identified. Like you, the, the everyday outside of a movie setting, you just ain't gonna go out and kill. But mm. that's why so this film was like a big outlet where it was like if you were a Hollywood executive and somebody came to you with this, you'd be like, man, get this shit off my desk. And next thing you know, it's actually touching people who was intended to touch and is doing fucking numbers. So mm -hmm. that's why I say kudos to her because I don't think a quote unquote typical Hollywood executive would have been like, oh, I see what you're trying to do. Let me give you two point. Let me give you $8 million to make this film. Whereas mm -hmm. she, she understands the audience. She understands being a woman. She got the film done and is, and is doing the numbers. People are like feeling it. Nobody was like, it's corny. They might, some parts were kind of corny, but nobody was like, oh, this is bullshit. Like it was like people in the group was like, oh, I'm feeling what she's doing. Uh, I I can identify her with her with the breakdown mm -hmm. and I, you know she's doing something I wish I could have done but I ain't trying to go to jail so it's touching people who are supposed to touch whereas men be like that's more bullshit like the women that I think it was supposed to touch is when she's touching people so and that's what that's what it's about too is like appealing and you know with anything that we're doing even with our uh, podcast you mm. have to find your audience you have yep. to find your niche you have to find people because everything ain't for everybody. So I think that um, it, it definitely appealed to a certain audience and it grabbed, like I saw people talking about this uh, movie that I've never even seen talking about Tubi movies ever. Like right. every it was on everybody's timeline. Time so yep. I think it was good. One of the things that we talked about, Benny, after I watched it and when you got ready to start watching, I'm like, damn, I didn't know China was a rapper and a singer. She got a whole, uh, she got a whole music video at First the end. I'm like, Trying to writer, <laughs> director, rapper, singer, uh, owns a hair store branded, and I think she has a restaurant inside of uh, that food hall on on McNichols. It does she now? Yeah. I thought I heard that she was a hairstylist or she had yeah. a hair salon. I think Let it's me tell you something. Um, yeah, I'm gonna branded. tell you, I am. I mean, I'm so excited for people. Like, I think that we all have an opportunity to do great things. And this is one of the things that we talked about last week with just like people turn into a life of crime and not mm -hmm. using a platform appropriately to branch off and elevate themselves and do more things. So, you know, this is one of those examples of everybody is not, you know, fed with the silver spoon. You know, some people really had to work really hard to get where they're at. So some of the excuses that people make for going into crime or doing certain things um, is like, it's just a, a cop out, but I'm definitely excited to see, especially people from Detroit doing great things always. Especially when, yeah, I, we always talk about when we, uh, which is going to kind of lead into another segment where people are like, I can't do nothing but strip or I can't do nothing but sell drugs. And this woman has over the restaurant written, <laughs> acted, probably directed, <laughs> all in the span of X amount of months, opened up a restaurant. And of course, one success leads to another, but she's been fired on all cylinders from the hair place to the movies to this. And, and we're not saying that it's an overnight success. And no, I think no, that's no, another thing that, that people get. That's another thing that people get confused. They don't see you in your moment and not realize that this moment has been building up for several years. And, you know, it's just like almost like, you know, even like with me doing business, doing comedy, doing other stuff, mm -hmm. like it's, you know, it's always a buildup. And it's like, if you stop right now, you just may straight go. So, you know, you just have to keep going until you find, 
the right situation to help catapult you into your next level. So, you know, I encourage anybody who is starting something, who is passionate about something to keep going and, you know, live out their potential. And even tying in what we were discussing last week or maybe a few episodes ago, and I was like, I don't know who Fancy was, Fancy Jones. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've actually heard about Fancy before I actually put the two and two together because everybody yeah. who I knew who was doing independent films that were being featured on Tubi was like, damn, Fancy came from uh She came Dallas, from Texas, Texas, I think. Did she t- and, yeah. And just like put in work. Like they they like she came up here, like people go out to Hollywood, determined, focused, and did maybe she came time. out here and got like in 20 films <laughs> in one year. She was like, <laughs> right. I you know, and she's in the Tubi group and she's always inspiring people to, yeah. you know, to to push for so you know you'll see a, a post from her i think she might post every day you know mm. just kind of telling people her story and i think i was telling you about it and then yeah. when we started like i was like well she said she's in this movie she's in this movie and we started seeing like all of her her projects coming out yeah. and it's like yeah she came out here with a, a on a mission so, and she's she's doing it and we just talk as like a thing about worth ethic i heard about her work ethic before i even seen some of the movies, mm-hmm. well, I had seen the movies, didn't know it was her, but people mm-hmm. was like, man, it's this girl that came up out of, the, uh, I don't know if it's Dallas, but let's just say she came up out of Texas. Like, she came up here exclusively focused on doing these independent films. They're like, she killing it right now. Yeah, and... she came out here with a dream and a mission, <laughs> and I think that that's, like, I think that's so dope. Like, you know, anytime I see her posting or I see her movies, mm-hmm. you know, I always tell her congratulations. I always, you know, so I look forward to seeing her projects because I do. I just really think that all it takes is that one time you know, just one time with the right connection to kind of yeah. build up. So, and Detroit is the mecca right now. Like, you know, we are we are doing some good things out here. We got, you know, Sierra Angelina. I think she yeah. just won an award for her um um her part in that sisters movie that she did on um on BET Plus. I think she just won some kind of award that she was nominated for an award for that. That's pretty huge. Mm. You know, when you start getting into that BET Plus, you start tapping into that Tyler Perry and you know, when Tyler Perry gets you, you know, he hold on to you. Well, so, yeah. you know, I'm I'm That's just hoping. We talk, We can't talk about that like that. We can't. We got to use a better set of words for it. Hmm. We said Tyler Perry to get a hold of you. Yeah, let's let's rephrase that. <laughs> I will say that once you get locked in with Tyler Perry, locked um, in, yes, yeah, yeah. Once you get locked in with Tyler Perry, though, he does look out for his people, and he, you know, he's been providing longevity for a lot of people mm-hmm. that he's, um, you know, worked with over the years, and they've been able to branch out. So I'm excited to see some of my Detroit people, like really, just really doing it. And this kind of goes into the conversation about, you know, being thankful and all that. But you can never despise humble beginnings because even Duvall and his wife, because Duvall had a show that was on uh, YouTube and the show wound up getting picked up and and Mm -hmm. which led to other things. So you just can't look at these projects as like you got to really approach these projects, even if it's a two, even if it's going to be premiered on Tubi and they paying you, let's say, a day rate of one hundred dollars to just stand in the background. If the right person see it, you don't, you know, the outreach that it has can propel you to that next level, whatever that may be that you want to do with your career or open up some other. Right. Exactly. And that's, you know, that was one of the things where DeVal was talking about. And let's just say DeVal Ellis Ellis is who we're talking about. Right. Right. So I remember him like, you know, he was doing um, stunt work for um, for um, Ghost on Power. 
Yeah. You know, he was doing some work with Ghost for Ghost. Um, and you know, nobody really knew who he was. Nobody knew who he was actually. But you know, he's ex football player, and he said, you know, he got a moment with Fifty. And he like, hey, this is what I got going on. You know, he was kind of like trying to show him his stuff, and and, and Fifty told him, like, long as you have a catalog, like, make sure you have. A, a book of work you know what I'm saying and so I always remember him you know like doing that interview and saying that so that's always stuck in my head and so here we are um formerly uh friends don't let friends binge alone podcast <laughs> um and then you know we transitioned and uh shifted to uh black media podcast we're what um two three years in now um over 100 episodes and I think we 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 opened our uh our broadcast in 2021 May 2021. Wow. Um, yeah, it's been that long, and you know we have over 100 episodes. And even though sometimes it seemed like we are um, there were times we felt like we weren't getting the following, but we we pressed through, mm-hmm. and we, you know we continue to work, and you know we have a strong work ethic. We're still here every week, you know, trying to get quality work, and I I believe that it's always you know our destiny to be great. So, yeah. you know, just keep going. Yeah. And even when you talk about work ethic, you got to look at Clifton Powell, who is, mm. in, who, who is in every, in anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm well, I'm going to say he's in any and everything. I think he's From probably a, a little selective, not, but he's tapped into some yeah. major things. Some, yeah. Independent projects. Yeah. That's what I mean by yeah. any and everything, not from a mm-hmm. quality standpoint. I'm just talking about, you could catch him on an independent project and you could fuck around and be like, damn, that nigga was in right. And then you could turn <laughs> to another channel like, damn, he was in this. And yeah. Then, and then you can turn yeah. to TBS like, oh my God, he was in uh you know, one of the Friday franchises. So yeah. I was just watching him on a um I was just watching him in um another movie on Tubi, which is um a book tar movie uh, by Leo Sullivan. Mm-hmm. Um it was about the guy. He, he's played in there so i was just like oh I, I said the same thing i was like dang he got his hand in everything Not the and daughter is it yeah that's okay. it yep the gangster's yep. daughter yep um awaiting part two <laughs> but yeah i just i i, I agree i agree it takes a long time we you know one of the things we were talking about too and i know this is off the subject of um the movie itself but um we had the late um David Arnold, the past, was it last year or the year yeah, before last? So. Oh, or was yeah. it this year? I'm, my time really be running into each other, so I'm sorry I mean, if, if I don't have this uh, <laughs> day. Yeah. Because um, I can't remember. Time always goes really fast. But I just saw one of his videos that came up in my timeline, and I remember, like, he's been really, really doing this comedy thing for a very long time, mm-hmm. and it seems like he was just getting to be mainstream. He was doing a tour with Chris Rock, I think. Like, he was doing some, you know, major um, things. Um, And then, you know, he, he, um, he passed away. And it's one of them things where, like, you know, people have been working really, really hard for a very long time and finally get to the peak um, of their career. And I feel like even though he's been working for a very long time, people were just beginning everybody was beginning to see you know how great he was and i'm grateful that he was able to make us laugh through social media and we got those videos and you know those things are timeless so as long as we get content out there that people can go back to and you know put together i think um i think it's always a good thing i'm I'm excited to see his videos like it really um made me smile today to watch one of his videos yeah, and I think it showed uh, the internet is showing that uh, he passed, and 
2020, September of 2022. So, dang, it's been over a year. Time be mm-hmm. flying. Like my kids told me this thing. They were like, "Ma, you never have a concept of time." And I feel like everything after COVID, like everything is just been <laughs> kind of blurred together. <laughs> yeah, but um, so my son was asking me when something happened, and he was like, "Watch, watch what she say." And he was like. 2020 like everything happened in 2020 so i'm always messing up time now but yeah so yeah so shout out to china uh and the whole cast then it's a great film had is a good thing piece but what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a brief break and we're gonna hit this rabbit hole because a few people need to get the please a a second (laughs) a second rabbit hole (laughs) right a second rabbit hole so sit tight and we'll be back and we are back. So if you missed the first part, we were discussing Please, which is currently on Tubi. Make sure you go watch it. Definitely entertaining. If Tubi going to do anything, it's definitely going to entertain you. But now Facts. <laughs> <laughs> we're in this rabbit hole. And starting off with something that kind of popped up more so recently was this whole Christian Key situation where he said he was sexually, he didn't say Harass. He was he saying harass or harass, not assaulted. But he was being sexually mm-hmm. harassed by uh, a big figure in the Hollywood presence. He didn't give any names, but when somebody said it can't be Tyler Perry, he did like that. And as of a couple of hours ago, Bobby from the Zeus Network went in on his ass. Trina's cousin Bobby, because he was like Bobby lights. Bobby lights went in on his ass. Pretty much just kind of paraphrasing like. Either either drop a name or get your clout chasing ass off the internet. <laughs> what are your thoughts on the whole Christian Key sexual harassment? Because they said it was like a twenty minute video, and I didn't have twenty minutes to get that nigga, so I just had to. I think that <laughs> I think that um, at first I was kind of thinking like, was it kind of like the Terry Crews situation? But no, Terry Crews actually um, yeah. was. Assaulted. assaulted. Yeah, he head. was actually assaulted. He actually stated the names of the people who um offended him. I mean, mm-hmm. or assaulted him. And I'm, I want to go ahead and also say that since that time, I have not seen much from Terry Crews. But um, with this, I'm really trying to find out if he, Christian Keys, being he, stated his intention for bringing this to light because like you said we don't know who is responsible we don't really know i just don't know what we're trying to make out of it um out of the situation um i i well it's 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 levels to it because you can't unless you have concrete proof everything is an allegation right he said he has recorded conversations mm-hmm. so my thinking if you have recorded conversations you should be able to say the name because the conversation that you have will cover you will back mm-hmm. you up because you know because if you don't have that type of quote-unquote evidence and it's just a he say she say and you can be sued for defamation if you trying to scramble to produce something so if, if he has these recorded conversations then uh yeah that's my first part second part <laughs> he's Christian Keys is a nice looking man with a nice grade of hair in Hollywood unlike your traditional 9 to 5 job there is no general HR plan that you could go to 
whether you be male or female. So I'm pretty sure the men in Hollywood probably tried to run up on him with some conversation. And he was probably taken aback because we live in a world where women get sexually harassed or assaulted or some form of miss, uh, what you call it, inappropriate comment gets made. And it's one all, you know, we handle it how we handle it. But when it happens to a man, I think because it's such a rare thing that it becomes an over-traumatized or over-dramatic type of situation where women kind of deal with this more frequently. So because it's Hollywood, there is no HR, there is no person you can go to to quote-unquote form a complaint. People would just run up on you <laughs> as you are. And it's either, it's a it's an equal playing field. So a producer who has heavyweight in Hollywood may say something inappropriate to a female. He also may say something inappropriate to a male. And I just don't think the men will come out and say something, but Christian Keys has decided to say something. Everybody just wants him to drop a name. Apparently, we're debating if it's Tyler Perry's. Tyler, nobody's saying. I don't. I just think if you're not going to say a name, you should just probably keep your mouth closed and go straight to the police. Because I remember the the interview Ashanti did when she was talking about the whole Irv Gotti situation. She said that somebody wanted to uh, sleep with her uh, or take a shower with her inside of you know for a quote unquote a record, and she refused to do it, but. Why even tell a story if you're not going to drop the person's name to protect the next person that may be coming up behind her? So that's just my whole thought process on it. Just You didn't even try. I, I think that um, a couple of things. So when we talk about sexual harassment, especially like when we use the reference as far as corporate America and um, Hollywood, right? Mm-hmm. Sexual harassment is known as what unwanted, um, unwanted, I should, I should unsolicited. For my ADP training, <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, how many times have we take harassment training? But I think that harassment is always defined as unwanted, right? That's and true. depending on who yeah, the uh, person is, behavior. yeah. Uh, um, depending on who the person is. It may be unwanted if this person says it to you, but if this person says it to you, it may be like, oh, a good time. So it may be one of those instances. I I really just feel like, um, and I don't want to be like, oh, you know, he a man, so chalk that shit up. I mean, if it's unwanted or whatever, but I do believe that if you're bringing it to um, the public, why? Like, what's the point? Like, are you going to, do you want some kind of action taken against this person? Do you want them to stop? Do, do you, you want, want to bring light to help other victims? Like, what, you know, what is the, the gist of it? And I don't think we got any of that out of the video that he posted. Um, but I could have missed something in that 20 minutes. So, um, yeah. Maybe we should go listen to, the t- maybe I'll put it on in the car one day when I'm driving somewhere. And I'm like, oh, okay. But I just, I just think that if you're going to come out and wait and, and do the video, and I'm pretty sure it took a lot of effort to come out uh, because now, because now you as a grown ass man, now you run the risk of looking like a victim. Like, come on dog. And they can try to give you some dick and you, all you got to do is say, no, nah. now you're going to hit, you know, it's not in the, in the camaraderie of men. It's just not going to come across well. So I think it took them a lot of courage to even get to that point to say, Hey, and, this is what happened to me. And then B, 
I think it happens more so in, than than not that most men just ain't gonna come out and say like, oh, I went to an audition and a, and a producer told me to pull my dick out, <laughs> or a producer told me to give him some head, or he gave me the part, and it you know, so I just think it happens more so than we think it doesn't. And Mitty, run this back for me real quick. Go ahead. Just got a quick question. So if you were in the situation and somebody propositioned you, tried to give you the D, <laughs> um, you're just going to be like, no, nah, man, I'm straight and keep it pushing. <laughs> Is that how you would? Like, just say you, you were. Okay. I was about to say, say you were at a company like called ABC and oh, maybe God. your um, somebody you work with was like, hey, Benny, let me drop this on you. And you'd be like, Nah, partner, this is not what I'm on. Right. Today, I'm just trying to slang this uh, work. Um, Let me be great. Right. And you just move about your day. Like, no HR, no extra shit. You go back to your homeboy at your cubicle like, hey, my boy just tried to slide on me. <laughs> like, like, how do you handle that situation being yourself? Like, how, how do you handle that? Okay, Betty. True. <laughs> Uh-oh. You about to give me a story? Uh oh, look, look at that smile. <laughs> I did the story. <laughs> I love it. I'm going to tell you right now, in my 47 years of living, <laughs> it has happened maybe two or three times in my 40 years of living. The first time it happened, I was a young, viral, I was a young, viral young man, forehead of hair, <laughs> lining, light skinned back in the late 80s, early 90s. Send me a picture. Know, I, find, I, I had, and I was working at an eye doctor, so I had like free hazel contacts. You couldn't tell me shit, Betty. Oh shit, Betty, you was out here cute with it. So you could, so Betty, you already know. Light skin with the with. hazel eyes, Betty. Betty, I, you couldn't tell me shit. This was before, if, if it was an Instagram page, I'd have had about one hundred seventy-five thousand followers. Oh my god, I would love to see this picture, Betty. Who? So. I got to probably reach out to my ex-girlfriend, Safia. She probably got a picture somewhere. Shout out to her. Oh, my God. Yes, please. <laughs> when, the, when the nigga came to me, I didn't even know what the fuck was happening. Because it wasn't like a blatant <laughs> out sexual harassment. Like, let me do this to you. It was just like a, it was like a small talk conversation. I was like, yeah. They're like, oh, do you work? They're like, yeah, I work downtown. Matter of fact, let's take it to four times. Hey, do you work downtown? Yeah. Oh, because this is what happened. When you leave downtown Chicago, if you live a certain way, everybody's going to go the certain way. Like if you went to King High School and you stay in your neighborhood, everybody's going to take the same bus the same way. You're going to see the same people if you get on at a certain time. Agree? Mm -hmm. exactly, so I kept yeah. seeing like this person. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. And then we sparked up a conversation and it's like, oh, okay, yeah. Then they're like, oh, I do this. I'm like, okay, yeah. Then I was like, I think this nigga trying to flirt. I'm like, I don't think so. So I'm just confused like a motherfucker. And then... The, and then it progressed, and it was like, oh, I think you you cute. And I was just wondering, like, oh, no. Nah. I was like, oh, no, nah, nigga, that ain't what I do, dog. And and the person apologized, and we left it at that. Of course, I didn't speak to that person again, but I was just kind of like, but I'm going to tell you what it does do, though. As a grown-ass man or a grown young man at the time, it makes you think, like, damn, am I giving off a vibe? Like... <laughs> So you do become self-conscious. Like what like is there something that I am portraying to tell people that I'm interested? <laughs> right. Like, did I give them the wrong impression? Like, 
okay. Like, was I hitting on him? Like, what's going on here? Like, what's happening? You be thinking back your conversation and like, shit, what like, what the, right? So, did that I was, say something? That that was that that one time. But wait, one, this guy was the guy that you work with, Biddy? No, this one's guy I work with. This is just a person that I would see every okay, okay. every day, and this is how allegedly. Uh, this is just alleged. I found out that Tyson Beckford didn't play for our team. He, he, I mean, he was, that's how the rumor, that's how, that was the first time I ever heard the rumor of Tyson Beckford being gay from a nigga, from the first hand, from the nigga that tried to holler at me. Wait a minute, pause, 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 pause for the cause. Hold on to that thought, right? <laughs> alleged, alleged. Okay, because I'm about to say, I be missing stuff sometimes. My my long term memory is pretty long. Short term, not so much. But Tyson Beckford is hom homosexual. That's what it was alleged back in the day. Okay, okay. This is allegations. Okay, these are allegations. Okay, these are allegations. I'm pretty Sorry. sure. They, I'm pretty sure it was just maybe one of them misunderstandings because you know he's in that modeling world and he may have. What happened to him? Does he still model? I haven't heard anything from him in. And it seemed like I, I used to hear more about him before social media than I like really was a big thing. And now I don't hear his name ever. He, I think he he might still do model, but he said he's still getting residual money from Ralph Lauren. Mm, that like, was a good little account. Yeah, because he said when like during COVID, when Ralph Lauren couldn't shoot for new models, he just started rerunning old ads or old pictures. Okay. And he okay. Said he was getting money from that, but that was the first time I ever heard that. Uh, alleged. Get that money. Also, you know that was that was that time. So, and I think that was that was that time. One time it was a coworker, and I was like, "Nigga, you lost your motherfucking mind." And we just laughed at that. We laughed about it. Wait a minute, I almost choked. You said, <laughs> "Wait." <laughs> so y'all just sitting on the production floor, and my man's just like, "Hey, Biddy, let me slide on you." And you was like, "No, nigga." <laughs> like what yeah, happened? Yeah. And we were on the production floor, but we was we was walking. You know how you get out the elevator, you be like walking, and motherfucker says, "I'm like, what the fuck you say?" And we laughing at that. <laughs> I'm like, nah, dog. And I was just like, hell no, you got me fucked up. And we just kind of left it at that. But me and old boy, we cool to this day. But Vinny, that's so funny because I picture it. I know we worked at the same job in two different Not buildings job, together. But... <laughs> but no, I'm just picturing you getting off the elevator and saying that. Like, what you say? Like, I could just imagine being on the elevator, like, did I hear what I think I heard? Right. Wow. That is funny. Yeah, so that that was that. But but it wasn't a it was a thing where you establish your boundaries from the front. But this, the, the, the two situations, that, or whatever situation, it wasn't a situation where a person could leverage something over me. So it wasn't like, mm -hmm. it wasn't like the, the job that we worked at where it was like a vice president came down and said, hey, if you want to get this promotion, right. it wasn't a situation like that. So I can't speak to a Christian Keys type of situation where somebody over you making those advances. I can only speak on a unilateral level. <laughs> mm -hmm. But then also making me think about what's the difference between the harassment of a Christian Keys versus a nigga just trying to get at you like people flirt with women. So I don't know. Uh, I think, and that's that's the thing that I was saying. Like I, I think it's, it's levels to that, and it's you know it's a little bit of a difference um, because it has to be like unwanted, and then depending on if what your position is, if you get something out of it, if it's you know it's it's yeah. like so many things um, with it. But I think that um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think that I've ever. Um, have you been harassed by another a female? I don't think that I have. I don't, <laughs> think that I, have. I don't I don't think that I have. And I'm gonna go out on the limb and say I don't think that I have. 
um, possibly because what you said before. I um, don't think that I exude the energy that allows women to think that I am interested in being in a romantic situation with them. Right. <laughs> I, I think that it may be very clear from all conversations <laughs> and dealings that this is not the opportunity for you. Right. And and for me, I'm not like, I don't mind hanging out with, with gay people. I'm not anti, like, oh my God, it don't bother me. So maybe At that's all. Where the, Who cares? So maybe that's where the confusion came. Well, oh, he he don't have a problem. Because this was a time when nobody... They're it, like, he, he an ally. Oh, he right. must be down. This was before the time mm-hmm. we had a term called ally. It was just like, mm-hmm. the more dick y'all taking this, less competition for me on this vagina field. So I'm not mad at you. <laughs> right. Let me slide on these chicks because y'all ain't interested. <laughs> right. Um. Yeah, I get that. I definitely get that. Um. Yeah, I have, you know, I have a lot of... um friends um you know that are gay or whatever and it's never been a problem for me to be in a space with um you know lesbian women or you know bisexual women or anything like that because the bottom line is this um even though someone is um attracted to same sex that don't mean that they like you that's true yeah, just because they like women don't mean they like you. Like, just because they exactly. like men don't mean that they like you. They got standards, too. Everybody yeah, got standards. Exactly. Everybody got preferences. You know, and, you know, ain't nobody hard up. This, You know, it's plenty. It's a plethora of uh, genitalia going around right. for everybody. So, yeah. Um, but I was just interested in that question to see how you that, would handle that, a situation that's how at the job place. But I think that you, you know, you basically like, hey, I'm not really offended. Just, um, you know. But but yeah. I'm gonna tell you what what it did do. It made me more self conscious. Like when I be seeing like rappers, because been back in the day, everybody had their shirt off rapping. I was like, somewhere's a nigga in jail with that picture in sale. Because you thinking you taking your shirt off and there's gonna be women buying the double XLs and the source. Like nah, it's a nigga in the penitentiary right now with a half naked fifty cent on his wall. Man, you know, <laughs> you don't think about you... this stuff. And this is a little bit of an aside. This is a little bit of an aside. We always have them. Um, when we talk about, you know, those things like that. So there was an instance, and this was not on our list of things to talk about. Mm-hmm. But um, but I, I just thought about this as we we're talking about homosexuality. So a couple weeks ago, maybe two, there was a video with um, your boy Saucy. <laughs> and he was in the bed with his uh, bow. And, you know, people were in the comments and people were so upset. You know, some of the comments were kind of funny. You know, people were saying things like, um, like, y'all just ain't gonna tell him to put no bra on. You know, it was like comments <laughs> like that. And then there were other comments of people like, I can't believe they got this on the internet. You know, y'all, you know, you know, this, that, and the third. And they were going off and they were like, you know, basically you shouldn't let your kids be on Instagram because it's the kind of stuff that they see. And then, you know, when Saucy came and he made um, he had that like kind of round table men discussion and it was him and DeVell Ellis and a couple other gentlemen. And Saucy made the comment that said, you know, he would not want that for his son to be gay because, you know, of, you know, the things that he has experienced. And so people were just so offended by that comment. Like, uh, so it's okay for you to, um, they were saying things like, it's okay for you to, um, to project that on other people's kids, but you don't want nobody projecting that on your kids. And I'm like, 
we are so misguided as a community, right. as a as you know, as a society. Like people only see their position. They don't see any other side to the position because with him making that statement, that's not what he said. Right. And just as people are so adamant about people pushing, like this is the thing that everybody's talking about. And I don't care who doesn't believe or doesn't share this sentiment. Um, where I'm going with this, but people are like so adamant about, you know, uh, them pushing homosexuality on people. It's an agenda they want to make everybody gay. That's that's not possible, right? <laughs> but the same way they do that, we have the Disney Channel, we have Nickelodeon, we have all of these kid-based shows, all of these Disney movies, yeah. and all of this thing where you see as cartoons, you see the prince and the princess getting married, kissing. Um, riding off into the sunset happily ever after. You know, you have all these uh, shows with middle school kids and elementary school kids promoting relationships, boy and girl. So y'all are always promoting things and pushing things off. And is my daughter watches like a lot of um, Nickelodeon, a lot of Disney shows. And sometimes I'm not comfortable with the level of um, like the dialogue and the situation because like some of that stuff be too much for kids like to even see even if it is yeah yeah. it's definitely grown yeah (laughs) it's definitely grown and i just be like y'all nobody has a problem with that like nobody's writing disney and be like oh well you know i don't think it's appropriate for y'all to be having 12 year olds kissing or whatever like y'all don't say anything about that y'all only say the outrage about the things that don't fit into your lifestyle the things that you don't want for yourself but they've been pushing um, or, you know, moving these inappropriate situations between kids for decades. Nobody ever right. said anything. Nobody ever said anything. So when I see statements like that about, you know, pushing an agenda or you want your kids to be this or you want your kids to be that, totally not what's happening. You just don't like, you know, what, what it, lifestyle right. other people are living. And instead of choosing to live your life and move the fuck on and have control over what your kids is watching and what they're exposed to, you decide to try to project your shit on everybody else's lifestyle choices. All you gotta do is p- put the parental control. So, <laughs> oh my god, like I've never seen. I'm I'm just gonna go out on the limb. Like I have five kids, three sons, two daughters. Um, my boys are young adult to um, older teenage. My daughter is older teenage, almost adult to um, preteen. There has never been anything that I've seen on TV where one of my sons would be like, damn it, now I want to be gay. Right. Now I want a boyfriend. Now I want to dress like a woman. Like, or, you know, vice versa. Like, I've never seen anything like this. And people just love to push, push, push this, you know, narrative onto what's happening into society. And when the bottom line is that people have been homosexual or um, gay for beyond years but you know now it, it you know it's kind of like acceptable people can live in a truth my daughter's in seventh grade and i walked in her class and one of her um classmates um he's a little gay boy very cool little boy he has a nice vibrant personality very funny um easygoing young man mm-hmm. and i was saying something to carson about his hair because i'm like well you know what's his hairstyle that he chose it just looked like he just kind of had his hair was braided at one point and then it wasn't braided and so one day I said, did he get his hair done? And she said, oh, yeah, he, he came in with box braids. He got these box braids now. So you got a seventh grade young man with box braids in his hair. That would have never been possible, possible right. for us in, you know, in the early 90s, you know. Um, and when you think about that, there were so many people that are our age 
who are feeling free because they're able to live in their truth. They wasn't able to do that when they were younger. And you see how that made them feel. So I think that it's just about people being accepting of who they are and being able to live in their truth. And something about that offends people. Something wow. about you being happy about who you are, you are. really burns people's spirits. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that's about. But yeah, we didn't parlay this whole Christian Keys thing into uh, a lot. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> a lot I mean, it, it was a lot to unpack because I just don't understand the the. I mean, I just I can't. I can say I do understand, but I just don't know what him coming to social media. Even though you know, sometimes the shade room picks it up with the neighborhood talk. But if you're talking to your social media, if Christian Keys is talking to Christian Keys followers, what does he want? What is the call to action? That's what I was like. What is what is the call to action? <laughs> what is the call to action? Is it boycotting? Is it you know? Uh, is it um, like mute this person? Like what right. is it? Like you know what is it? Is it um, everybody else who may be a victim of this come out and speak? You know, speak to it. Is it this person should be fired? This person needs to resign? Like right. we don't actually know. From the things that I've seen, I haven't seen anything where he has given a cost of action. So I, I'm just not certain, you know, I, what's happening. I think I maybe heard that he's going to take those tapes and turn them over to the authorities. I'm guessing. Mm. I don't know. So Now, let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. Let's just go back a little bit. So it's not sexual assault. It's just sexual harassment. harassment. Right. Now, I know the sexual and I may be I'm no legal eagle here. I may be I, I may be off a little bit, but it's sexual harassment, like people giving you unwanted advances, because that's what sexual harassment is basically, um, in in theory. Is that a criminal offense? Like, is that criminal uh, conduct? Well, it says sexual harassment is an unwanted sexual behavior that makes someone feel upset, scared, offended, and humiliated. Or it's meant to make them feel that way. So I don't. So I don't know. There's so many layers to everything now. What, what authority? Is, oh, what is considered is he talking sexual about? Harassment? Unwelcome sexual advances, requests for sexual favors, and other verbal or physical conduct or sexual nature. So it does cover advances and requests for sexual favors. So. But but, once again, with that, who are these authorities okay. that he's going to? Huh? I was saying submission to certain conduct is made either implicit or explicitly or implicitly a term or condition of an individual's employment. So, uh, what is the examples? Is it criminal? That's what we need to know. Is it a criminal offense? Probably like, what in some is... cases. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that's a good point. Is because at, at that point you can look at cat calling New York is almost. Like Shade with the big ass, come here. That could be considered sexual harassment too, then, right? Um, I want to just say that I feel like sexual harassment is only in the workplace. Like I don't know where else sexual, and I could be wrong. Like I said, I'm not, you know, legal eagle. But where else can you just make unwanted advances in somebody, and you gonna get in trouble? A school, maybe a university situation. Yeah, work. Um, I don't know. School and work. But if you see, uh, well, I guess if you see somebody online and you start DMing them messages, maybe that's I don't know. 
I, I, I don't know, but he, whatever he got, his proof, he going to take it to somebody. But I think okay. it was, well, it, it, mm-hmm. I think with his, they were trying to, just like women come, just like we watched that movie with Fancy. Remember? The guy was like, mm-hmm. I can give you this part in this movie if you do X, Y, Z. She did X, Y, Z and did get the part in the movie. We talking about, uh, not in real life, but we talking about on that Tubi movie we watched uh, where the one girl died of AIDS. It was very tragic. So I think Christian Keys may experience something like that where somebody may have really not just tried to flirt with him, but maybe tried to like get at that nigga like, hey, hey, little light skin with the good hair. Because <laughs> I think he may mm-hmm. mention about the person who propositioned him was like, I have men on my payroll you should just jump on the team. Like, damn, I don't know if that's sexual harassment or pimping. I don't, I don't, I don't know. But we, I guess, more will unfold as time progresses. Yeah, I think we're gonna keep our ear to the streets on this one. But when I say ears to the streets, I really mean like, um, if something headlines, which I'm gonna be really honest with you, and um, um. I just think that we're not going to see too many breaking news stories about Christian Keys. But I think that's that is that was the story because I I don't think because <laughs> everybody's trying to figure out what's the Tyler Perry, but then he had he he wrote well, I didn't can't say he wrote but he had something to do with uh, what's that show we watched Queen um, All the Queens Men All the Queens Men yeah he he is um, involved in that I think he's and, one of the creators. And it's on BET Plus. Doesn't Tyler Perry have some type of control over BET Plus? I don't know. I'm, I, don't I don't know about control, but he definitely has a nice book of business with BET Plus. Right. Speaking of business, and, and we're talking about celebrities, your girl Cardi B almost had a please type moment. Shout out to China for the movie when she had this breakdown on the internet with, uh, what's his name? Offset. What do you, do you feel like we know too much about celebrities nowadays? Um, I think there was a great post on social media a couple, and I'm going to say a couple weeks ago because I know things get recycled, shit from mm-hmm. years ago, and, you know, somebody brings it back up and reshares it. But um, I think that there was a good post to say, I liked it before we knew all of celebrity business. Right. My take on it is I just want to be entertained. Like, I do, for the sake of our business, it is definitely um, – viable for us to get information and be able to share it but some of the intricate details that people like to share it just be too much take us out the group chat like some of the things that we would be happy to see an article um about cardi b or offset we don't gotta wait for no article to come out because they're gonna give it to us all on instagram exactly like it's no it's no um there is, you know how they be like, leave something to the imagination. We don't got nothing to leave to the imagination because every time they get into it, they're going to bring something up. I'm not really vested in the relationship between Cardi B and Offset for a couple reasons. Mm-hmm. One, I'm just over the shit. Like, years ago when she tried to leave this nigga, he jumped on stage and <laughs> was harassing her and shit and everybody was like, harassing, that's love. Right. Nobody saw those Nobody saw those red flags. You know, um, they thought shit was all sweet. Um, we should have let her be. She could have been on her second marriage by now if they let her do what the fuck she was trying to do. But he come interrupted her piece. Um, you know, doing all that. Then they had, a, I think they had another baby. Was this, was they one baby in at the time? Now they two babies in. Um, 
you y'all knew that these situations probably wasn't the best, and we just be having kids and bringing them into them. Right. It's something. It's something to be said about having wisdom in hindsight. You know, everybody can look at a situation after the fact and realize what they could have, should have, would have done. But I think that we probably should have let her, let him go before she could have been well on to her second marriage. I don't understand when people tell us, like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> like, like when she did the rant, of course, it got picked up by the shade room and all that. But when she did the rant on her page or whatever, her live, what was the call to action? Was was all the Cardi? What's that Cardi B fan group called? The the Barbies? I don't know what the fuck they call. Was I don't want to say that because that sounded too much like Barbies, Barbies and I don't right. want the Barbs or whatever. <laughs> was they all supposed to be like, let's cancel Offset? I don't I don't know what the fuck it'll be. I don't know what they want me to do. But, um, I think uh, I think. I, I think, <laughs> I just think that they they do stuff like that to put people on blast to to prove their point, to make themselves look like the victim or not the aggressor, to look like the person that's been wrong, to make the other person look bad, to expose, because, you know, that's the culture that we live in right now, the exposure culture. Mm-hmm. Um I think that's what, I think that's what the purpose is. The difference between Cardi B and Offset and them, going through and blasting each other on social media is that they want to make the other person look bad. They want to hurt the other person, not realizing that every time you expose air quotes them, you're actually exposing also your personal your, business, your, your, right. your decision-making, your stake in this, because a lot of these things were not happening. Um, just a one-time incident. Um, yeah. Well, speaking of exposing, that goes back to this whole, uh, with, just popped up in the news, Kiki Palmer and Darius. Oh and Lord, not Kiki, not Kiki getting exposed. Is it Kiki Palmer? It's Kiki yes. Palmer, not the other because <laughs> I had Kiki. We... I had my Kiki's mixed up earlier. But when you oh, God. take something to court, that gives that person to say, "Well, you know what? I have this evidence, and now uh, Darius has some saying that she was fighting him, and he got text messages and missed calls and." what he's calling cyber stalking. So you just got, Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> like seriously, it's going, we, we talked about this before. Like it's going to get messy. It's going to mm-hmm. get messy. Um, one, I will just say this. I've always said this. I've never deviated from this statement at all. I do not think that anybody should put in their, be putting their hands on anybody. Um, that's just not cool. Whether it be woman or male, nobody should be putting their hands on anybody else. Nobody should be verbally abusive to the other um, you know, any of that should not be happening, especially when you have you adults, you are responsible for your action, and you then you got kids like kids in the middle of this situation. Also, cool. there is a difference between um, you responding to a situation. We all didn't have a time where we didn't went off on somebody by text messages. And let me tell you another MF thing right. you, whatever, whatever, you know. Whatever that situation is, I haven't had to do that in so very long, and I'm so grateful and thankful. <laughs> but, you know, that's, you know, how it is. So I think it's definitely different um, if I am, if we are in a relationship and we have some kind of discord and I send you a long message, whatever the message is, whether it be a message to get your attention, whether it be a message of, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to lash out at you that way or whatever. Now you leaking our most intimate private conversation on the internet. Yeah. 
Is that was anything criminal there? Like what exactly? I think it would just help to help prove his case that he wasn't the aggressor by himself, that she was participating in some behavior. And what we were watching was a reaction to what she did first. I don't know. I get I get I get you saying that because I'm thinking of it the other way around. I'm thinking of it as her having a reaction. And that's what those text messages are. Her response to her reaction to something that happened with him. Um, So. Yeah, I guess we really don't know about that. But what I can tell you is that um, I'm almost certain. Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to say I'm almost certain. I know for a fact that Kiki Palmer is a firecracker. I know that she is. I know she is. Now, to what extent, <laughs> I don't know. Um, and I'm pretty sure that her mouth is very lethal. I'm, I'm very sure of that. <laughs> I'm very cognizant of that. However, <laughs> none of those things should result in being physically, mentally, verbally abused. So, um... I we just got to see how it pans out, but they better leave my Kiki alone. They better leave yeah, her alone. It's, it's, it's about to get interesting. Mm. Well, look, this has been a, a great episode. We gonna wrap this on up for this holiday season. My name is Ben, and in front of me, who do I have? It's your girl Betty, y'all, and we wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. See y'all guys in 2024. Peace. We out.